Right, guys, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forward Coaching Podcast. Hope you're all good. Um, as of recording this, it is the 29th of January, but it will be out today week. Um, hopefully everyone had a good January, guys, and hopefully you're looking forward to February. And yeah, you just did what you needed to do to kind of reset after the Christmas period, which is the hardest part for a lot of people. Um, and that's actually something that I'm going to be kind of going through today in terms of the topic. Um, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be looking at I'm going to be looking at behavior change and habit change, which is so important for anyone that's on a fitness journey in general, uh, but in life in general to, 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 to create kind of positive change. But today we're actually going to be looking a little bit more at the first foundation, which is the belief systems that actually kind of want to make us want to change and actually sustain change long term. So quickly, guys, before I get into the episode, um, just a quick announcement. So you might have seen on my Instagram page. Um, now, this was, again, this will be out um, a week from now. So it might be closed by the time um, this comes out. But if it isn't, have a look at my, my Instagram page. We're taking on six new clients for the uh, month of February. So if you are someone who is struggling with, at the moment with your health and fitness and you just don't know where to go and you're a bit lost, have a look at my Instagram because, um, yeah, we're, we're, I, I basically go through some detail in terms of the program, what's involved, and if it would be a good fit for you. Okay, so um, like I said, we will be closing after six spots, so it might be gone by this time next week. But if it isn't, um, reach out and we can have a chat. Okay, guys, I want to get into this topic, and we're going to basically... Um, we're just going to go a little bit deep here on some of this stuff because to me, without this, you're going nowhere in terms of changing your 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 belief systems, your identity, and, and getting long-term change when it comes to health and fitness, okay? So the topic today is going to be self-limiting belief. And there's actually a model in this that I've read about recently. I thought it was really, really good. I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up today. But the biggest thing, guys, I see with clients when they come to us first is they've gone through a life of, of a beliefs that have held them back. Beliefs about themselves, beliefs about how, like, what they can do, what they can achieve, who they are, their identity. And when you have a strong ingrained belief, which is a lot of times given to us through lots of evidence, our culture, our parents, or just how we were brought up in general, uh, maybe your community you're in, like we we when we deliver our when we develop them and they become ingrained, it's very very hard to change them because you believe it so strongly that it takes a lot of evidence before you actually start to change. And this is in essence what actually holds people back. So you can think about this guys as the person that thinks that they're always going to be overweight because that's who they are and they, they can't change. And, and that is a like a self-fulfilling prophecy when you believe something strong enough that you just keep doing it and doing it. Not to say some people obviously haven't got different genetics and, and some people have obviously got it a little bit harder in terms of maybe their environment and their, their um, socioeconomic status and all that. But at the end of the day, it's very, very much physiological, right? Everyone can lose weight. Everyone can get into a certain shape. Um, everyone's structure may be a little bit different from a bone point of view, but in terms of losing body fat, it's very, very much physiologically possible for anyone to lose a substantial amount of weight and, and so on. So guys, as always, I'm going to just kind of take you through this from some storytelling, okay? Um, some powerful stories. So I'm, I'm going to start with myself, all right? So for a lot of you that have followed me, um, I'm currently on a journey of trying to learn how to swim. <laughs> 31 years later in my life, trying to learn how to swim. It's been something that I've never, ever, ever thought I was good at. It's something that is always, I've had a fear about and something that, again, a belief system in my head that I, I can't swim. I'll never be a swimmer. Swimming isn't for me. I don't like it. I don't like water um, and so on and so on. So it, it was just basically an avoidance of all that. So... When I had that, when I was younger, I guess, um, anytime I came to kind of trying to learn to swim, I would maybe, like I, I have attempted in the past to learn how to swim, 
but it would always come like to a point where I would tell myself stories that look, I'm not improving. There's no point. Um, and it's frustrating. So when we're not good at something, and for me, swimming is a big thing. When we're not good at something, we'll always look for evidence that we're not good at it. Because if, especially if it's hard, we're looking for an out. We're looking for an easy way out because I don't want to go through this. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want to, you know, like have to go through the effort and energy it takes to get to where I want to get to, okay? So for me, that thing is swimming. For you, it might be something totally different. It could be career-wise. It could be relationship-wise. It could be your health and fitness, your weight, not being able to lose that. Again, it's to justifying behaviors of, oh, I'm in this position because I'm not good at it or I can't do it or it's X, Y, and Z, okay? So, this um, year, our last, just in the last year, I decided to sign up to a mini triathlon. Um, now, the backstory here is I actually, uh, like my friend actually signed up to it, the mini triathlon, right? And I initially signed up for a duathlon. So for anyone who knows, a duathlon basically is just a running and cycling element, which I'm already pretty good at. So it wouldn't even be a big test. So when I saw that he signed up for the mini triathlon, I kind of said to myself, you know what? I can't swim. And if I want to learn how to swim, I think booking something like that is going to make me commit to it. And a couple of months on, I'm two or three months on, and I've come as far as I've ever come in swimming. I'm still not incredible, but I, I would say I'm a swimmer now. I actually am a swimmer now. I, I can I can swim. I could survive within reason if, if I was to go into a pool, a deep pool, a sea or whatever, I could survive uh, within reason. I get So... Again, the, 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 whole, the whole point of the story for me is that I had to break through limiting belief barriers in order to get there. But the only thing that I, that I actually did that worked was I, cre I, I created a strong enough reason to do it. So I put it out there to my social media that I'm doing this. I booked the triathlon. Loads of people are going to be doing it with me. And there's going to be people watching it. So there's a lot of pressure to some degree and that I have to do. But I said to my girlfriend last night, I said, if I never complete the triathlon right now, I am delighted, absolutely delighted with how far I've come because I've done the work necessary. It's meant that I've actually progressed to a level that I've never done before. And whether I, I'm able to achieve it, 700 meters, which is still a long way to my remit at the moment. But if I never achieve that, I'm still delighted with how far I've come within this process. Okay. So I guess the key point I'm trying to make here is if we actually keep telling ourselves we can't do something or if we don't have a strong enough reason to do it and commit to just commit to the process, then we're always going to go back into that cycle. So me actually just, it wasn't the success of this journey for me swimming wise, wasn't that I did the 700 meters in the triathlon because I don't know if I've done that yet, if I'll do that yet or if I can achieve it yet or whatever. The, the success part was me committing to it. So I'm going to give everything I can until the triathlon and however it goes on the day, it goes. Okay, because I've done what I, I've done what I can and everything else is, is out of my control. And I think that's just a great way of looking at it. Can you do the things you need to do in order to progress towards it okay so hopefully that story kind of resonates with you guys it, like again it's just trying to maybe relate it back to what you're struggling with at the moment i think I'll try, again for a lot of you listening to this it'll probably be weight loss it'll probably be your health and fitness and you, you you go around in cycles with this um so just have a think about like what are the stories you've been telling yourself what are the beliefs you have about yourself that have been holding you back? So as the model goes, guys, so it's 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 a four it's a four way cycle, right? So there's four things that go into the cycle of belief. Um, so the first one is the actual belief. So your identity, it's strongly ingrained. So if you believe, for example, for me, I believe I'm not a swimmer, then that is that's ingrained belief for me from childhood. Okay. Then the next thing is thoughts. So my belief creates thoughts right so my belief that i'm not a swimmer creates thoughts that i can't swim it creates thoughts that i'll never be able to swim it creates negative thoughts that um, i don't like swimming i don't like water okay so your beliefs 
strongly would affect your thoughts either way. So if they're positive beliefs, they, they'll affect your thoughts in a positive way as well. Okay. And then the third thing is action. So again, if my belief is that I'm not, a, if I belief that I'm not a swimmer, my thoughts are that I can't swim. I'm, I'm never going to learn to swim. I don't like swimming. Then my actions will be to avoid swimming. My actions will be to do everything I can not to go swimming. Um, so it basically creates this negative, um, this negative action loop. Okay. And then the last thing is evidence. When I avoid swimming, when I uh, maybe don't commit to trying to get better at swimming, my um, my evidence is basically, again, it reinforces that I don't like swimming and that uh, the evidence here is, look, see, I've tried to swim, I can't swim, so therefore I don't like swimming. Okay, so if this loop goes around, it goes back into your belief again. So if you get evidence that you're not good at something or you don't like something, it goes back into the belief that you aren't that thing or you you can't do that thing. So I hope that makes sense. So we have we have the belief, first of all, which is your identity around it. We have the thoughts that creates, whether that's negative or positive. We then have the um, actions that you take because of that thought or belief. And then we have the evidence that reoccurs. So that can be a positive loop as well. If you believe that you're really good at something and your thoughts are that you're really good at it, and then your um, actions will probably like lean towards that. For example, for me, it was always sport. It was like football. My thoughts that I'm a footballer, okay? My belief um, around that is I'm a footballer. But then my um, my thoughts are basically that I'm good at it. So I can do that. I enjoy it. Um, it's something I want to do. And then my actions were to practice it and do more of it and more of it and more of it. And because I did that, I get better at it. And then I have more evidence that I'm a footballer because I'm good and I'm getting results. And the cycle continues. Okay, so I'm going to breathe for a second. Um, I see Ellen and Nikki are on the call. So guys, just let me know if if that makes sense to you. Um, just give me a thumbs up. Um, just within your journey as well, is there anything that you can relate to? Um, so anyone listening back in the podcast, and guys, you can type in the chat if you can. I would love to know, like, what is the limiting belief that holds you back the most? Is there any one limiting belief that you feel stops you? Like, just get really specific on what that limiting belief is that this loop is is creating for you, okay? So you can type in the chat if you can, guys. I'd love to hear yours. Again, it'd be good to get some examples going as well. Um, just wanted to share another story. Not guys, I think, I think storytelling is, is, is the best way to kind of help kind of push this point through. So we declined to come through um, only a few months ago now, um, Sarah, and she's she's been doing really, really well on the, on the program. And when she came first, she wanted to she wanted to do running, okay? She wanted to start up running. But again, it was this limiting belief that, that she wasn't a runner. Um, it was this belief that she'd never get good at running. She's always like tried it, but then she'll just fall out of it and then it just never never stuck. Um, or, or she made progress in the past, but then she relapsed and she can't actually ever stick to it. Okay. So again, it's this belief that I'm not a runner, therefore um I can't I, I can't run. The thoughts thing coming in your head is like I'll never be able to do a 5k, I'll never be able to do a 10k, I'll never be able to do a half marathon, I'll never be able to keep up to my friends, I'll never be able to consistently stick at it, I'll never be able to enjoy it. So these are the thoughts that were coming into her head. And again, it's a big thing, I think, for people when it comes to activity, it's like you don't want to feel like you're holding other people back or feel embarrassed. So it's just like this belief is holding you back from actually starting it. Um, and then obviously with the actions in the past for her, it was like it was creating inconsistency. So she tried for a while, but then she'd stop and then she wouldn't get back onto it. Um, and she'd never get to a place where she's actually seen the progress she wanted to. So the actions were inconsistent because of her beliefs. And therefore, it created evidence that she wasn't a runner. It just compounded evidence she wasn't a runner. And overall, it just basically meant that this loop kept continuing and continuing. So she would try it, stop, try it, stop, and so on. So the big thing we worked on when she came on the program is like, 
actually supporting her. Um, and she did, she's done it all herself, but we, we just supported her to the point and, and challenged some of them beliefs for her. And it's like, okay, well, why can't you do it? What's stopping you from doing it? And over the last couple of months, like she has just gone from strength to strength. Then her 5K, she's building it to um to a 10K. She's doing um she's doing a run in, I think it's in April or May here as well. Um, so it's like she's she's actually she's actually booked things now because she she's seen the progress she's making. She's seen the evidence that's coming true for her. And now it's giving her the confidence to, to book something. And I, I always encourage our clients to, to book something down the line because it just going all in and actually saying, you know what? I have no excuses here. I'm not going to leave these beliefs um, derail me because that's the biggest problem with a lot of people. It's like when you don't have a big, a strong enough anchor or attachment to something, it's so easy to go through this loop of making excuses and excuses and excuses. I'm not X, Y, and Z. I can't do it because of my time, every, everything else that comes. But Sarah didn't do that. And because of that, now she's progressing towards the, 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 the running goal so, so seamlessly. And eventually it's going to just compound to the point where she actually just feels like she's a runner. Um, and that's the, that's the kind of last point I wanted to make on this guy. So I think it's, it's, it's so crucial to make it. If you do something long enough and you have enough evidence um, stored, you will then become that thing. Okay, so if you have the evidence, for example, for me, right, if I continue on my path swimming and over this next few months and years, I keep doing and doing and progressing and progressing, it will come to the point when I won't even remember the feeling of not being a swimmer. It, I won't even remember that feeling of of not thinking I could swim. Um, I'll actually it'll be just a distant memory of like, oh, gee, I couldn't swim before. Um, I only learned to swim um a few years ago, and I will actually believe that I'm a swimmer. If someone asks me, can you swim? I say, yeah, I'm, I I can swim pretty well. So it's again, it's that belief. My identity now um has taken on this form of okay, I am I am a swimmer. Okay, so it's 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 something that I, I can do. Same with you. If you can compound the evidence long enough, and sometimes it takes time, especially if you've spent years and years and years fitness especially and struggling with something and yo-yoing it takes time to compound and compound and compound but with enough time with enough effort and with enough evidence you will eventually become that person who who um who is a certain weight it's like oh i'm not overweight anymore that that's who you are oh i i'm actually i enjoy exercising um oh, i actually enjoy eating pretty well um i enjoy looking after myself um i enjoy having good health so you become the person that you want to become but again it takes time and sometimes for us it's just making sure that we can compound the evidence um enough to, to get there and there will be setbacks everyone i've had so many setbacks with the swimming i probably would have given up on this if i hadn't booked the triathlon because there were so many ups and downs and there will be going forward but i'm accepting that and i'm accepting that you know what it's all part of the journey as well right i'm just gonna read out uh nikki's one here so Told myself I can't maintain weight loss, so there's no point in trying to lose it. Yes, Nikki, that is an excellent example. Um, excellent, excellent example. So for a lot of people, I think this will relate to to them as well. It's like when you've gone through fitness journeys, and no, and a lot of people, I think, I don't ever kind of think about the after when you're motivated and you're like, I just need to lose this weight. You don't ever think about the after, but then the problem is there that you lose the weight and you actually never keep it off. And then it's the evidence again that, oh, I'm just, I'm never going to be able to actually keep this off. So I'm always going to be up and down with my weight. And this is a cycle. But then if you believe that strong enough, if you believe it again, like you said, Nikki, it's like, then you're telling yourself stories of um, what's the point in trying to lose it. Okay. So if you believe that strong enough, you won't even try to lose it anymore. Okay. So you'll stop trying. Um, and also if, even if you do try and you do make it like you, you basically be telling yourself the story of. I always go back to square one and again, so what's the point? So if you have a bad day or a bad week, it's kind of like, ah, oh, there's no point even trying anymore because this always happens. And that's justification, a self-fulfilling prophecy 
to keep down the road of the bad behaviors. So it's always a com uh, it, it's compounding behaviors always, right? And a lot of the times it's our thoughts that drives them actions and behaviors that didn't eventually take us back to square one. So we got we have to just break that cycle, which you've done Nikki really, really well. It's just break that cycle and and, and just it's a pattern interrupt to them to them belief systems. I've just got off a call with another amazing client and she was in the exact same place where she has lost over a stone and a half, I think. And she basically want she's 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 a little bit stuck in terms of she feels like she, her her habits are slipping a little bit. But I I jumped on the call with her and I was like, look at all the evidence you have here to sort that you're actually not going backwards. You've actually you've actually maintained things. She just feels it because she she just feels it a bit de-energized. She feels it a bit demotivated. Her habits have slipped a little bit, but she actually hasn't gone backwards physically. She hasn't gone backwards looking at her data, um. But she's telling herself that she is, and she's feeling a little bit blah bloated. So it's so easy for them thoughts to compound, which is why she booked the call with me. It's so easy for them thoughts to compound to the point where she actually starts doing the negative things that have take, that will take her back eventually. So it's just that justification of doing the negative behaviors because all oh, white bother. Um, so it's just such an important thing, guys, to understand that this loop, if you understand this loop, then you can stop it. You can break it when it comes. Because when we're emotionally low, sometimes it's hard to see these patterns. And that's why it's important to have like a pattern interrupt, just something that you understand that you can use in order to pull yourself out of that headspace and build these habits back up, okay? Um, and it might be the smallest thing as having a conversation or maybe having some affirmations in your phone to remind you of how far you've come, um, a body of evidence of all the things that you've done. And that's the question I'll always ask my clients is like, have you evidence that you can do this? And like 100% of the time they're like, yes, I have evidence. I have loads of evidence that I can, I can do this. So it's like, what's stopping you now? And it's just, and more than, more often than not, it's just it's just the, the, the headspace more than anything. Um, I suppose... The the big thing, guys, with with the with the weight loss especially is just it's 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 really you challenging the beliefs. Just that that's where you start. Even if you do nothing, just challenge the beliefs of okay, I, I can't lose weight, or as Nikki said, I can't, I can't, I can't keep it off. Uh, Ellen, can, I can rate one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's like can you start to challenge them thoughts and beliefs, right? It's it's when it, it's it sounds mad too guys but it's when you actually talk out loud and actually say these things you'd be so surprised how impactful it is um i'm, I'm always big into like maybe you writing out stuff or journaling or notes in your phone or whatever just to challenge the thoughts that are coming up for you because they're always going to creep up no matter what you do you're always going to get into low hit spaces so can you actually challenge these thoughts more than anything okay so if for example you're having a bad day and maybe you've had a bad week of eating can you actually start to say okay um in your head, you're probably thinking, oh, here we go again. I'm going back to square one. Can you, can you challenge that? It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going back to square one. There's no evidence to say that I'm going back to square one. I'm having a bad week. Everyone has a bad week. All I need to do is realign back to the simple habits that got me here and I'll be fine again. So it's just really been strong and actually being able to just uh, quieten that, 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 that thought and be able to challenge it with something that's going to actually be more positive. At the end of the day, guys, everything is down to consistency of habits. So how we get them consistency of habits is up to us we can use different tactics or whatever but we just need to basically get out of our own head and actually get into the action part of it because that's the biggest thing and i know every single one of you listening to this um will do this because we all do this is like making excuses for reasons we're not doing things when we're feeling down or when we're feeling like we don't want to do things like 100 percent get it the hardest thing in the world is is actually is actually committing to it because you don't feel like doing it and then there's excuses. Oh, well, look, I'm, and we're, we're looking from, we're, we're actually looking from, we're looking for evidence that I can't do it. And it, it's like, it's like that, do you know, if you, if you ever book like, um, or maybe you, you ask your friend to go for a run with you in the early in the morning, I, I can remember doing this with one of our friends going for, go, go for a run with you early in the morning. It's kind of that, that, that accountability part. 
and you wake up in the morning and you almost look at your phone, you're hoping they'll text you. And so that you can have an excuse. It's like, oh, well, they text me. But then they don't. You kind of, you're feeling a little bit, ah, oh, damn it. So you go and you feel incredible. And you're like, I'm so glad that I went and they didn't, they didn't text me. So it's, again, it's always in the moments you're trying to uh, make them excuses. So just catching yourself, guys, it's, it's going to be the most important and powerful thing. Okay, so guys, I'm going to shut that down there. I think that was quite useful. Hopefully, again, you've got something out of this. If anyone's any questions on this, please, as always, get back to us. There's no, um, we, we're always open for discussion on this and anything we can help with, we're, we're more than happy to do that. So guys, just a reminder, this episode is going to be followed up with the habit changing episode. So next episode is going to be a bit more practical. So we're going to be talking about how can you change a negative behavior um, into a positive behavior. Okay. Um, we've got some practical tech, our tactics to do, and there's some other stuff as well that's going to really help in terms of keeping it a long-term change. Okay, guys. So as always, thanks for listening. Um, we will speak to you in this time and next week. And as always, if you can share, like, comment um, the podcast, that would be amazing so we can help it grow over the year. Have a good week. I'll talk to you soon.